Hello, and welcome back to the Electric Punch Podcast, and as always, I am your host, Logan Grigsby, and we are going to have another fantastic show for you tonight. We will discuss music, photography, philosophy, the arts, culture, and more. As as always, this is made possible by you, the listener, so likes, listens, shares, ratings, telling your friends, everything is absolutely appreciated. And with that, I would like to welcome tonight's guest, Edward Wong. Uh, shot by Ed on social media, master videographer, photographer, photographer, and all-around badass. So, Mr. Wong, first off, would Lightning McQueen need life life insurance or health insurance? Would car insurance or health insurance? Car insurance. Car insurance? Mm -hmm. Got it. So, why don't you tell me a little bit about your photography background? How did you uh, start getting in, into it fit, into it in the first place? Well, I've always liked a good picture. Um, ever since social media became a thing in my life, I always made sure things match aesthetic. I looked good, setting looked good, stuff like that. But then, um, around 2019, I started to look at it as a more business mm-hmm. opportunity for me versus it just being a hobby. Absolutely, absolutely. And around October, I started a business on Guam, and that consisted of me managing three of the best creatives on the island. Mm-hmm. And I would go ahead and get them gigs. I would run all the contracts, all the paperwork. I do the Guam. networking. Yeah, that's pretty badass. Okay, so yeah, why don't you tell me? Yeah, more more about that. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, you're okay. Um, I first stepped into it mm-hmm. on the business side, so I never really handled the camera. Up until COVID hit. Yeah. COVID, um, I had a camera to myself. It was just me, quarantine, and me messing around with the camera. And then I started to love it. I started to get more creative, started to dabble into different types of the art. Absolutely. And then when I came out here, things were still closed off because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I arrived in Kansas City um, 2020, August 1st. Mm-hmm. So I dabbled into fashion, high fashion and portraits. I've been okay. published twice in magazines on the West Coast. Oh, wow. Um, I forgot one of them, but one of them is also called Mob Journal. Mm-hmm. I did high-end fashion for them. Okay. And then um, I started to notice that things were opening up. Mm-hmm. And then on a Facebook group, I saw a local show at Aura mm-hmm. pop up, and I just instantly went to it, asked them if I could shoot. I'll just do it for free. Yeah. It's my first time working one, with you. Yeah. And I got to shoot for them. And after that, it just kind of... Great, great people at Aura. Yeah. It just kind of skyrocketed from there. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't say... I take that back. Not skyrocketed, but things just kind of like falling into my lap. Mm -hmm. Um, How I met Dylan, how I started working with him in KC, it's a really long and funny story. Basically, I was in the right place, right time, and I was acting the right way. Yeah. So all things added up, and they accepted me with open arms. And ever since then, they've been introducing me to different opportunities putting me on some game um teaching me more about the business and how to act and manage myself and manage my work and i learned a lot from them and then now currently i'm on a more national level with Mm -hmm. my work so i'm seeking shows in different cities like chicago yeah okay so you said guam earlier where are you from originally guam guam okay so you're going national now how does that look so they do they fly you out to places it depends on their budget Mm -hmm. it's a case-by-case thing Mm -hmm. so the bigger the show the bigger the budget especially like it depends on which city is located so of course 
um, if it's located in LA, it'll have mm-hmm. a bigger budget mm-hmm. in comparison to be, somewhere it being in KC. Yeah. So how how do how does Kansas City compare to some of the other scenes that you've been around? How does it compare? Obviously, LA is much bigger. Um, excuse me. I like the scene here in Kansas City a lot more just because one, I know the people. Mm-hmm. So no matter how big the space is, it's a lot more intimate for me. It's Absolutely. More like I'm going to an outing, seeing friends, and I just so happen to have camera. But then when I go to LA, it's a different type of feel for me. I'm on my I'm on my game in regards to like professionalism. Um, I make sure that I'm there to just do the job and I do more than I am required to to make sure I walk out with everything I need. Mm-hmm. Um I guess I'm not as comfortable, and with that being said, I no absolutely. I enjoy the local stuff more. I definitely have an anxiety problem. I, it's hard for me to go to festivals or shows out of town because I don't know if I'm gonna click with the people, click with the local culture. It's so so different. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So you say you're into all the arts. So if you could instantly master any musical instrument, what what would you like to master? Um, I used to play the drums when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I stopped playing around the age of 13, so I played for like maybe two years almost. Mm-hmm. But if I were to master any instrument, it would be the guitar. Okay. Just because I'm amazed every electric, time I get to like... Electric, acoustic, bass. If I, learn, if I learn acoustic, I could play electric perfect. Okay. So. so can you tell me about like your first video ph- photographer teacher? Is everything pretty much self-taught? Did you ever have... Um, I, had a men- I have a mentor. Mm-hmm. I have a lot more now, but then how I started was this guy named Hoffman, mm-hmm. Hoffman Poon. He's uh, one of my good friends that we met at the gym. Mm-hmm. We're from the same area in Hong Kong. Uh, our Ooh. families are. So us both being Hong Kong descended mm-hmm. and then being on Guam, we kind of connected off Absolutely. of that. And he taught me everything um, that I needed to know to start working and being more advanced. And he was actually the lead photographer for my business that I managed on Guam. So without him, I pretty much wouldn't be here doing this. Mm-hmm. I'll be here doing something else for sure, but not this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So on the flip side of that, have you ever helped or trained or mentor anybody else? Yeah, currently I am. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this guy named Luke Curry. Mm-hmm. he's Aura's videographer, but I'm trying to teach him photo because I explained to him that if he has goals the same as mine and he wants to work with an artist and eventually go on tour, he needs to learn both. Because mm-hmm. like, like Dylan explained to me in the past, uh, management would rather pay for one person that knows everything yeah. versus a team. Yeah, absolutely. It's all, at the end of the day, it's all about budget and saving money. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... Comparatively, who do you think could survive best on uh on a deserted island? Uh DJs or the 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 team in the back? Um I think the team in the back, just because the way you worded it. Yeah. DJs typically yeah. consist of maybe three, and if the team in the back there's more people, so there's a lot more people to con- like conduct teamwork and survive. Absolutely. Um so what were some of the first concerts that you went to and like, yeah. So what were some of the concerts that you went in, went to, and then how did you kind of transition into working professionally? Um, so the first concert I went to, wow, I was I think 14 years old mm-hmm. on Guam. We had this event. It was kind of like a rave, kind of like a festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Guam live. And we had a lineup that consisted of hip hop artists, 
local bands, local DJs, okay. and then the headliner happened to be Far East Movement, mm-hmm. and that's kind of when I fell in fell in love with that rave scene. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody has that kind of first show that sticks out to them. Yeah. Um. So when did you kind of realize that you're like, okay, it was that when you realized, okay, I want to be a part of this? No, um, I realized that I wanted to be a part of this when I started to go to these nightclub shows and mm-hmm. then all these DJs that soon became friends that were from Japan. Mm-hmm. They would fly in, put on a fantastic show. And after I went to that and I realized that people can make money off of just doing simple marketing, um, promo, and even run media, I then started to make moves to create my company. And mm-hmm. I already had the network established because I lived there all my life, so I knew everybody. So it was a easy end for me yeah absolutely so do you remember the first show that you worked on yes um it was a charity event it was mm-hmm. called silent night it was december 23rd 2019 mm-hmm. um it was a christmas edm event mm-hmm. at the largest nightclub on guam we sold it Ooh, out okay yeah. that sounds fun yeah it was sold out um a day before the show and all of the proceeds went to um, this mu- this music organization that catered to orphans. Mm, okay, awesome. Yeah. So my my media team worked at. We ran everything. We did ops. I did. I handled ops. They did media, and I chimed in sometimes for media. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a su- success in our book, mm-hmm. and it was good music. So speaking of charity, if you could throw a benefit for any cause, what would what cause would you choose? I would choose um, my cause would be for the EB research. Mm-hmm. So EB is this disease or disorder that seems to have no cure so far. Mm-hmm. So what it is, um, these sores slash blisters mm-hmm. are created underneath the dermis or epidermis yeah so people are yeah people just start having all these pains and their skin's just like Ooh. kind of falling off and kids are born with it i feel bad for them mm-hmm. and if i had the f- capital right now to make an impact i would definitely Absolutely try and help them be doing something yeah um so what were you kind of like in high school um i was honestly I was a clown. Yeah. I had no ambition, really. I just mm-hmm. did enough to get by. I kind of accepted the fact that I was average. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what to do. I was just kind of following my ex around, really, um, doing what she wanted me to do. Went to school with her. Yeah. Um, it, it, it happens to yeah. the best of us, brother. It happens to the best of us. But I did find myself um, being very passionate in sports. I played um, r- rugby volleyball and soccer rugby that's a that's a hard one yeah Uh, so what's your family think of of your career and your career career goals and your company and everything were they so it sounds like you're pretty far along at this point but at first were they so embracive um my dad was with it Mm -hmm. because he's a businessman um he owned his own business for 52 years and uh he has his own like commercial real estate that he manages as well Mm -hmm. so when he heard and saw me open my own business and also super, assist him. He mm-hmm. was like really happy about it. My mom, she's like, "Oh, make sure you just go to school." Yeah, I ended as, up as mothers are. I attempted college twice, both times did not work out for me, just because I lost interest after half of a semester. Um, but yeah, for the most part, right now they are very supportive about it. They. Mm-hmm see me passionate and driven and just doing all this hard work of course they want me to 
soon make a lot of money off of this but still baby steps right now absolutely i'm less than a year and Mm -hmm. i think the biggest thing is they just don't want me to quit my nine to five yet oh absolutely (laughs) i get that my parents are the exact same way i cannot quit my nine to five either um so what are your dance skills like my dance skills dance skills oh i have two left feet that's the cons of being chinese so really i'm not born with any dancing skills oh man um so what's your favorite tv show theme song tv show theme song uh squid games squid games yeah okay um if you were born with a different name do you think you might have like a different personality like chad's karen's i hear megan's or walking bitch factories <laughs> um do you think yeah do you think you if you were born with a different name you might have like a different personality that's a re- really good question um i never I never thought a different name could affect my personality, but if it did, I think, I mean, if it could happen, I think James would somewhat make me more of a snob. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I have definitely met some James. Um, so do you have any just like ran random fun memories that just pop out when thinking about, about your career? Yeah. Um, I often reflect on the past. I reflect on just like how things started. So mm-hmm. I always think back to like my clubbing days when I was just fresh into my 21 mm-hmm. and I was going hard in the paint with my friends and then just always wanting a photo taken of me. And I always be, I was, I was left in awe every time I received a photo of me that looked so good of like me just drinking or partying. <sighs> and then I thought, why not do that? Like it's like a good, First off, I need friends like that because none of my friends could take nice pictures of me. But no, yeah, it's a good service to the crowd, you know, like people don't remember the night and why not walk away with a photo or like a little cameo in a video? I'm a big believer in photography. One, I had a friend who passed and I didn't have too many pictures with him. So after that, I'm like, I, I, I like take, I like to take pictures. At first it started with food. Now I like to take pictures. (laughs) Um, so what inspires you most? Um, I would say my girlfriend right now, Mm -hmm. Zen, uh, she can't be here. She's working at the hospital right now, but the reason why she inspires me is because she knows what she wants and Mm -hmm. no matter what's going on, she's just going to be so indifferent and detached from that current time and just stick to what she needs to do. Mm -hmm. And number one, like that's amazing to see in a woman nowadays because nowadays people don't know what the what the hell they want yeah by the time they're 30 and they're just like left working at the same thing that they've been working at for the past 10 years Mm -hmm. her she just goes goes after after it it. yeah and with that she just influences my hustle and i'm up late at night working Mm -hmm. alongside her doing what i need to do like or either that be sending emails editing a video editing photos so would you say that your work ethic is pretty pretty strong? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so if you could go back five years and give your some, yourself some advice, what do you think it would be? Um, five years, so I would be 18. Stick to college. Stick to college? Yeah, stick to college. Um, don't get a degree. And don't attempt civil engineering. Don't attempt computer science. Just go straight into digital marketing. Yeah. That's what I ended up doing out here. And... Nowadays, a lot of things are going digital. We're seeing less paper products right now for marketing oh, absolutely. purposes. Absolutely, absolutely. And every business needs someone that knows how to sell their products. 
Can't can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. Yep. So, what is the best piece of, of of advice someone in the industry has given you? Um, best piece of advice. Well, there's so many things that's been said. Spew to me. some knowledge. Spew uh, some knowledge. You don't even have to stop it at one. Spew some knowledge. I think the best piece of advice is super simple, but it came from Mickey. Mm-hmm. Mickey is one of um, my mentors out here. That kind of just been watching out for me correcting me when i need to be corrected Mm -hmm. he told me um see all see the one thing from as many angles as you can absolutely that way you can fully understand where people come from why they um came at you that way and why things are the way they are i'm a big believer in putting my put yourself in somebody else's shoes i'm a big believer in as many eyes as get to get as many ideas as possible um so have you ever participated in any competitions, video competitions or anything like that? I have not. I mean, I think this whole journey is one big competition for me. I mean, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that way. I shouldn't be having to compete with anyone because mm-hmm. we're all like trying to do the same thing. But yeah, when I came here, I had a goal mm-hmm. and that was just to kind of be the go-to guy. Any any event if you need someone that's me yeah so that's been my goal so of course with that comes this competitive spirit of just trying to outclass everyone Mm -hmm. and i mean that in the most respectful way but Mm -hmm. that's just hey there's nothing wrong with having that competitive spirit yeah you got it sometimes you got to keep yourself motivated so besides work work what do you like to do in your free time um learn 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 because what I just need to learn more about what I'm doing mm-hmm. and how to navigate everything. So I would watch videos or talk to friends. I've been doing this for years. So I spend a lot of my time communicating with people over social media. So that's something I do on my free time. Another thing I'd like to do is just spend time with the people that are around me. Mm-hmm. Whether I like go grab a beer, go grab ice cream, or yeah. just sit and talk. I get that. Just I get that completely. This whole COVID thing just showed me life is way too short. Yeah, I don't have time to sit around. I was going to ask, do you have anything you're binging right now? But it seems like you keep yourself so busy, you don't really have time to binge TV or anything I like mean, that. I mean, this but, recent yeah, Memorial you, Day I did. Yeah? yeah? What, what'd, you, what'd you end up binging? Uh, season 4, Volume oh, 1 of Stranger Things. Oh, oh yeah. I have heard good things. No mm-hmm. spoilers, but I have heard very good things. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic show. We are not brought to you by Stranger Things or Netflix. <laughs> um, what is the weirdest thing that you have ever eaten? Weirdest thing I've ever eaten? Uh, dog. Dog? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, dog or turtle. Turtle? Yeah. This is all in China. I ate, I ate a dolphin down in Florida. Okay. Yeah, I ate a dolphin down in Florida. It was, it was pretty good. Uh, how was the turtle? I mean, the way they cooked it, they had so much seasoning in it that I couldn't really tell its tell natural it taste. Yeah, but it had the consistency of I've ever had like snake or gator before. Yeah, yeah, yeah it had gator. like that, but a little bit softer. See, I same. I had the dolphin on a Philly. I think I would have rather had dolphin fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any uh, guilty pleasure music music artists? See, I never really understood what that meant. Guilty pleasures, like kind of embarrassed that you're uh, like that you listen to them or something like that. <laughs> okay, um, Doja Cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doja Cat. Every time that comes onto my playlist, I fucking blast it. I sing along, and I 
I do so to the point where it's annoying to yeah. whoever's in the car. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so what music did you grow up listening to? And then how did you transition into listening to EDM? And what all what all do you bang in, bang in the car? Um, I grew up listening to, like, I don't know how else to call it, but gangster rap. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, pop punk. Mm-hmm. I grew up around uh, my brother. He was in a band, and he had loads of CDs of like Blink One Eighty Two, Linkin Park, Yellow Card. Okay. But then the gym I trained at it was a bunch of OGs. They had, all they bumped was like Jeezy um, and Tupac and Biggie. So I grew up on that too. And how I transitioned into EDM, um, my auntie that lives out here. Mm-hmm. She would come back to visit, and every time she'd take me in her car, she would have like her iPod play um cascade or um i forgot who the other one was but played that type of music and i would just ask her what music like what's the song called i'd burn it on a cd and then later on in middle school i discovered skrillex and that's mm-hmm. when i started mm-hmm. like really really getting into, yeah, getting into like dubstep and all that Mm-hmm. so do you sing in the shower and what do you sing in the shower i do sing in the shower and my go-to shower song is by vincent mm-hmm. is uh can't help myself yeah. yeah can't help myself by vincent makes me feel like the baddest bitch alive <laughs> so when you were in elementary school what did you want to be when you grew up um, what did I want to be? probably something that <laughs> like super fictitious but yeah um, space cowboy myself yeah probably like a ninja or something (laughs) uh so how do you deal with stress and unwind stress and unwind um well when i had the time i would go to the gym but then now i just find myself communicating more which is great like i communicate to my partner and i tell Mm -hmm. her every every emotion that i have and she's such a smart person so everything i throw at her she throws back at me or i'll call dylan and -hmm. i'll talk i'll borrow him for like an hour or i'll call mickey and borrow him for an hour Mm. and yeah these two guys that i reference a lot in this podcast um they they've been there a lot for Mm -hmm. like low times for me and then the the things they share with me just helps me get back on the horse Mm -hmm. so have you ever considered that you're in a coma right now or you're in a simulation or maybe we're not all here? <laughs> I I randomly think of that throughout the day. I'm like, wow, yeah. you're not real. <laughs> yeah. Do you think everybody's real? It's crazy to think about that there are 7 billion people on this planet and they all have their unique life and experiences. That so- makes me think of that theory of we the i think it's like your dead theory or yeah. something like that where we all have passed away mm-hmm. but then we're living out those like the light flashes before your eyes we're all living oh, that out in real time in right real now. time right now <sighs> that makes you think of that theory yeah so this is what i want to say to the listeners nightmare 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 <laughs> nightmare <laughs> um so what is the worst style choice that you have ever made Worst style choice. Worst style choice. Like dressing wise? Yeah. 
People seem to hate on my Crocs. <laughs> oh, how dare yeah, they? I think that's a how fantastic choice. They? I showed up to a gig one time, and I remember Hacky and Dylan both looking me up and down, just like disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> they were nice Crocs too. Yeah, man. <laughs> Crocs. If you want to go to, go to a show, the floor is gonna be sticky. Yeah, Crocs. You just wash that off. You, wash wash it off. You Out of embarrassment, I bought Nike slides now, so I'm kind of more fly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, if you had to delete all the apps on your phone, but three, what three are you keeping? Oh my god, my mind direct like went straight to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But that's, <laughs> that is just like the lack of self control. Um, let me think about it. Oh, Safari, I would keep because I gotta know things. You gotta, yeah. So that Instagram because my business is on it, and then um, my banking app just because i need to know how much money i got yeah definitely yeah see i once tried to quit the facebook app and but then eventually i just started using it through google chrome and then after (laughs) after using it through google chrome for a month i'm like okay this isn't working this is just annoying i started using facebook a lot more when i moved out here (laughs) yeah i never knew how many people use it Mm -hmm. it really is crazy how easy it is like i never know what's going on until i get get on facebook i look at the events look up what's coming on this weekend really none of this would be possible if i if it wasn't for facebook yeah yeah it's a Um, great tool if lying is wrong are little white lies okay Mm -hmm. i forgot uh who it was exactly but in my ethics class it says if you lie to save a life it's then okay absolutely what if you lie to save someone's feelings uh no that's wrong because <laughs> at the end of the day they're gonna live and find out regardless so might as well just mm-hmm. cut to the chase rip the band-aid off and tell them straight up be that be absolutely. that stand-up person show that level of transparency then you'll then receive a different level of respect absolutely so tell me a little bit about your process when you're at the end of the night or the next day when you're editing photos, going through everything. How does that, how does that work? How does that go? My whole process from SD to laptop. Is that yeah. what you want to know? Um, yeah. Okay. So after an event, um, I, let's say I go home around like one mm-hmm. thirty to two thirty. You go, go straight to sleep. Do you wait no. the next day? You instantly, you're yeah. hopping on that computer. Cause that's just like the the standard I hold myself to because Mm -hmm. that's professional level. So I'm trying to be within that line. So I go home and I start editing, Mm -hmm. um, plug in my SD. I typically on average, I shoot around 2,500 to 3000 photos per show. So I go through each one and I click the one that I want. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you'll find like duplicates, like 15 shots of the same pose. So you got to find the best one to throw away all the trash. Yeah. So I call like around maybe 300 of those thousands. Mm -hmm. And then I edit and deliver maybe 15 to 40 photos. So it really just kind of like narrows, narrows it down, down to yeah. like the best of the best. And then I email that out either the next day when I'm off of work or that night if I, if I actually finish editing. But I like to get things done right away because the way things have been lately, I have minimum three shows a week. Mm-hmm. So I don't want it to stack on top of each other. Absolutely. So do numbers in your bank account make you happy? Yeah. Yeah. The more numbers, the better. 
commas. I like commas. <laughs> yep. As long as there's no negative sign in front of it, I'm okay. Absolutely. So who closes the bus door when the driver gets off? The machine. The machine. The machine. Or no. The machine. Uh, when the bus driver gets off, let me, yeah, let me say that again. When the bus driver gets off, he, I guess he uses his hand to close it manually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like when I get on. Okay. Um, what strengths do you feel that you have that make you good at what you do? The strengths that I have. Uh, wow. <laughs> I have a hard time talking about like that stuff. Um, I'd say my eyes. You have to see this shot before mm -hmm. your camera does. So mm -hmm. if you don't see it, you're not going to get it. And then um, my other strength would be my consistency. Mm-hmm. I'm just willing to show up regardless if it's going to benefit me financially or not. I'm just Absolutely. ready to go there, getting your name yeah. out there, putting in the work. The best way of marketing is to show up, show up. Absolutely. Yeah. So that helps me. And then my other strengths would be, um, uh, just the, my personality. Mm -hmm. I'm a very personable person. Mm -hmm. I've been Easy told to talk to. So like with that, it does play in my favor when I network, and when I make these connections and relationships, it's already off on a good start just because of the mm -hmm. way I talk to them. Absolutely. A personal, a good personality and a positive attitude are the best things to have to be in this industry. I have so many people I see that are negative and have bad attitudes. I'm like, you're not going to go anywhere with an attitude yeah. like that. So on the counterpoint, do you feel that you have any weaknesses that you're currently working on? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very enthusiastic and that plays into how I move. Mm -hmm. I get really excited mm -hmm. and if I think about it and it sounds good in a split sec like for a split second, mm -hmm. I'm going to act on that split second yeah. versus rethinking it. Um that I've seen that could be my downfall. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to work on that of course with like the help of people keeping me accountable mm -hmm. and everything. And then um my other weakness would be my passion for it too mm -hmm. it, that is also a strength of mine but the reason why i say a weakness is because i'm willing to literally throw everything away, away for it just to yeah. do this and that's super extreme to say mm -hmm. but that's just like i know i have that in me so i'm like i've been suppressing that of mm -hmm. course with me keeping my nine to five that's me mm -hmm. suppressing it what and do then, you what do you think is the biggest sacrifice that you've made for your career um my time time uh i absolutely sense it. like you're keeping yourself very busy working nine to five you're doing three shows a week yeah. you're staying up till two in the morning working doing all that or getting just getting there yeah like i could spend i could spend these nights instead of working i could hold zen mm -hmm. i could talk to her mm -hmm. or i could call my parents i talk to my parents like maybe twice a month which is super bad mm -hmm. honestly because no one's getting any younger and i realize that mm -hmm. But it's like every time I have free time, it's put to it's put towards what I should be doing for my business. Absolutely. So the day of a show, do you have any pre-show rituals? What do you do to prepare? What 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 does what does that look like? Uh, so I make sure. I use the restroom because I don't want to use the restrooms <laughs> yeah, at these venues. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's a, I guess like a, that's like a big ritual for anything, really. I just make sure I empty the tank before I leave the house. And then uh, 
I, the other thing I do is I count my gear. Mm-hmm. So I unpack my bag. I make sure everything is everything that I need is in there. So a lot of the times Dylan's caught me um, edit on the spot. I make sure I have my laptop, my charger, the attachment for my SD card, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And I make sure all my gear is charged. The last thing I want to do is enter a show with less than 30% battery. And then they're going to ask me to do a video as well. Mm-hmm. Like a 30 second clip will knock me down like 10% of my battery. So mm-hmm. that will just put me in a really rough spot. Yeah. And then when I'm doing that, I listen to the artist that I'm shooting for. I mm-hmm. listen to their music on the way. Yeah, absolutely. Just so I could get, get an a, idea of like what they're going to play. Yeah. Because I, I move to their mm-hmm. music. That's how I do video. Mm-hmm. I I don't have like a fancy zoom lens. It's all like my arms extending and mm-hmm. then coming back to me. So I move to their music and I need to make sure that I have that familiarized in my head. Absolutely. That sounds a lot of physical work. Do you still go to the gym? You keep out, uh, keep up with that? No, to be completely honest, I haven't gone to the gym in like three months. Oh, man. Yeah, that's why I've gained all this weight. I felt, <laughs> felt I have a Planet member, Planet mem- Planet Fitness membership, but I don't think I have been in three or four months either. I need to get back there. <laughs> <laughs> so do you ever get nervous? It depends on the size of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to get nervous for everything now, but mm-hmm. like the venues like Uptown Theater, Encore, or even Aura, mm-hmm. I'm there so often that it's just like a second yeah, home at this point. Real. Like Absolutely. I would bring a sleeping bag and I would sleep there and I'd wake <laughs> up fine. Like that's just how often I'm there. But then if it's like Cable Dahmer, mm-hmm. I've shot there twice. Twice. Or the factory so in St. Louis. New, yeah. new to you. Yeah. Okay. So how do you manage work-life social balance? Um, I'm struggling with that actually. My boss at my nine to five, he's talked to me about it because mm-hmm. he'd catch me on like a business call or sending emails, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Ed, you're here from nine to five. You need to make sure you're only yeah. here for your nine to five. I'm like, "Okay, sorry." So there's like, it bleeds in there because it just does, and it has to sometimes because mm-hmm. everyone is at their computers and the working hours mm-hmm. when it hits that five thirty six o'clock mark they're already off mm-hmm. so i don't want to do that to them but mm-hmm. uh there's a little bit of imbalance there my social life uh my social life is my work life i mm-hmm. see people when i'm out but then i do make time for certain individuals i'll go pick him up for some food mm-hmm. or we'll go out to grab a drink stuff like that and then uh regarding to my girlfriend um there's always on the 18th of every month, nothing can go on besides what I got going yeah, on for her. Going on with her. Um, there's that, and then also if I don't have a show, I fully dedicate my time to her just because mm-hmm. she she has been okay with my sacrifices of mm-hmm. myself being available to her. So whenever I don't have a show, I make clock it out. Yeah. yeah. So do you have? a worst performance a time you went and shot went and didn't get too many good pictures <laughs> yes actually and what 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 did you learn from it um well i wouldn't say i learned anything but then it just made me realize that not every show is going to be as good as you think it is because like i've been on a streak of like everything's been a banger like mm-hmm. i've been getting so many good quality shots mm-hmm. and then when one factor that I can't control because the artist management decides mm-hmm. that they want it that way, that could instantly put me in a hole that I can't get out of. So 
Um, I just gotta try my best to come out with what I can. Also makes me realize that I do need a flash, but then there's I there's rules that I can't use one, so there's that. Okay. If they were to make a movie about your life, what celebrity would you like to play you? What celebrity? Um <laughs> the Asian kid from the newest Cobra Kai, the bully. Oh, the bully. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, he's he's a good actor and just cuz um, you know, being Asian, there just yeah. there just has to be an Asian star. So, mm-hmm. him I would choose. Okay. So, if you could do photography at like any festival or any show or anything in the world, what what would be like your dream job? My dream job. Well, my dream job would just to be contracted to one artist for mm-hmm. like an X amount of time. Whether yeah. it be like a three year contract and just shoot for them any show they have, any festival, anything mm-hmm. personal or like even a music video. I'm that I'm that person. So do that would have, be my dream. Do you job. have any dream artist? Um <laughs> Yeah. Um it would be one would be for Son Holo just because he's my all-time favorite artist. Mm-hmm. Like, his music saved my life and all that jazz. And then, I guess, on the second one, wow, this is going to be tough. Um, it would have to be, like, a dubstep artist, really. I love dubstep, so that would be cool to, like, shoot for maybe Excision. I know, like, some yeah. people don't like Excision just because he's, like, he's kind of washed. Like, mm-hmm. his sound just sounds the same. I love his music regardless so I would shoot for him okay no I'm he has no matter whether you think that about his music or not his production value is obviously top top notch Lost Lands obviously one an experience so I absolutely agree yeah um do you think it is more important to be liked or respected um, I think they both kind of go hand in hand because mm-hmm. when you're respected, people will soon like you. And if you're liked, people will soon respect you. Yeah. So each of them follow each follow other. Follow each other, definitely. But if I were to choose one that had nothing following it, it would be respected. Absolutely. So what would you choose as your last meal? <laughs> um, wow, that's a good one. Probably going to be baked salmon with um this that cream sauce that's on it yeah that would be my last meal i just really love fish so okay so what do you need to have a good life um financial security and stability not necessarily financial freedom because there's always going to be something you're going to be paying for stability yeah so financial stability um passions Mm-hmm. Uh, that are in my life and they're being used on the daily. That would be something that would make me really happy. And then loved ones near me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a really good one. So do you have any fun stories about maybe having to deal with a crazy van or somebody who's trying to fuck with you while <laughs> you were in the crowd or something like that? Yeah, actually, I have a few. Uh, do you want to limit me to how many stories? No, go for it. <laughs> go for it. Um, so when I first started on Guam, mm-hmm. Guam is a really big military hub. Yeah. And military people, they've been cooped up on a ship. They've been cooped up on mm-hmm. base. So when they're mm-hmm. let out, they're kind of crazy. Um, at this one big show, 
February 8th. It was called G Life. Mm-hmm. And we sold out the club completely. We had artists from Japan fly in. And I was in the crowd shooting. This is when I started to actually get really into photo. Mm-hmm. And this military dude grabbed my camera out of my hand and like tried to take a photo. I got kind of aggressive with them and I grabbed his neck oh, and I man. just threw him into like the bar and I took my camera back and I yeah, just, I get it. Camera's yeah. expensive ca- equipment, man. I would not want somebody just walking up and touching mine. <laughs> yeah. But that's like, that was like a learning experience for yeah. me because I can't act that way out here. I don't have any pool, you know what yeah. I mean? So if I get in trouble, I'm in trouble. But mm-hmm. then on Guam, that guy just got kicked out of the yeah. club out here. Um, that Unless always happens story. everywhere. People yeah. do that all the time. And then this other guy in Aura, he tried to do that with me. And <laughs> he saw my lens. It was a really big one. Yeah. And I told him it was a wrong lens. And then he punched me because <laughs> I the couldn't take hell? a photo of him. Or I'm sorry, it wasn't Aura. It was Boulevard Nights. Mm-hmm. He threw a right hook right into my neck. But I had my camera in my hand. My vape in the other and my backpack on my back. <laughs> so I was like, I if I were to fight, I'm already yeah. fighting like a losing battle. So yeah. I'm not gonna do anything. So I just walked out. <laughs> I'd be so mad. I would be so mad. Drunks and babies, they see cameras and they go, ooh, shiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, um, so what what do you think is the most re- rewarding part of your job? Um, the support I get. Mm-hmm. People liking sharing commenting on my work mm-hmm. or even messaging me like i've received some of the kindest words ever by just doing this and it's funny because i'm just a guy with the camera mm-hmm. but then for some reason i always get a lot of people saying you're very inspiring um your work is fantastic i love seeing what you do like you're mm-hmm. great and just no matter how many times i've received it I'm not trying to sound like I'm the shit, but I've received it often or a lot, not often. I received it a lot, but every time that it's been said to me, mm-hmm. it makes me feel really happy and like really grateful that I'm getting that type of support out here. Cause back on Guam, it's like smaller scene, mm-hmm. but people are always out to beat like be yeah. better than you. So you never get that support. Everyone's just kind of like watching from a distance. Mm-hmm out here people are like very vocal with how they feel about someone and i really appreciate that so how do you go about responding to fans in the community social media person in person this is where i feel kind of guilty it's always it sounds super generic but i just tell them i'm really like grateful Mm -hmm. and i really appreciate them and that their words mean so much to me more than they know and it helps me stay on track absolutely and i say generic because that's literally how i respond to everybody (laughs) so if you could give one message to your fans what would it be i guess what i would say to my supporters is to utilize your one life to do what makes you happy pursue your passions um do right by others and just live a very fulfilling life life is too short and you only get one shot at this so go out with a bang absolutely so can you give me like a quick rundown on the history of your company um so onyx media um Mm -hmm. how that started it was all an idea and then when i really started to believe in it was after i tripped on psychedelics so Mm -hmm. i was at a beach and i did forgot how much shrooms i did but i did a lot that is very similar to how i got here yeah (laughs) 
so i tripped <laughs> i tripped on shrooms from like 7 to 12 a.m on a beach and i was in the water just taking it all in and what the deciding point was when things started to <laughs> start to fall into my own mm-hmm. eyes so things got dark and i just started to see me third person falling and it was everything was just out of control i mm-hmm. had zero grip on what was happening and that's what i that's when i came to realize that that's my life right now so i mm-hmm. needed to take hold of it the next day i literally went to the dmv i got my business license i purchased everything uh my my website handle um Absolutely. my my um my business license yeah i said that already and then i pitched the idea to people so i did mm-hmm. all that without having people already mm-hmm. but then easily recruited two people and then um a third later on but then yeah that's how onyx media started how i got the name onyx yeah, media was my uh, next question is gonna be how'd you get the name so i got the name onyx media um it was inspired by the stone onyx um, the stone's properties is to transform negative energy into positive energy and with the scene there's a lot of negative connotations absolutely. perspectives around it absolutely i want to show how why it's enjoyed and why people love mm-hmm. being a part of it so of course transform that negative perspective into, into a positive, a positive one thing. and <laughs> another interesting thing i did with it all the photos that i posted to my page that i used to have um mm-hmm. it was in black and white so negative tones Mm-hmm. so i never posted in color never posted in color it was okay. as if okay. like g jones ran it that's how it looked mm-hmm. so so do you have anybody you want to give a shout out to um yeah shout out to the people behind mammoth high tech and zooks and jindra um and also impact without those people i wouldn't be doing what i mm-hmm. love and they wouldn't be supplying me with work they wouldn't make I, there would be no brand called shop by ed in kansas city so without those um five groups i basically would not exist here Mm -hmm. fantastic community community to be a part of yeah so have you ever felt uh starstruck meeting somebody yeah um son holo yeah (laughs) i i just was geeked i did not know how to act Mm -hmm. i was running my mouth and just being a fanboy and zen filled me in on everything on how i looked and acted and i totally oh, regret it man. but it was a good impression regardless um we have a friendship now sometimes we do text whenever he's available to respond he's a mm-hmm. very busy dude and uh now i get i get to shoot for him in the upcoming festival for breakaway oh, on august 5th and 6th you're excited yeah i bet you're excited this is that. not a paid promo by the way i'm just doing mm-hmm. this because i love the people oh, that we, we, it we can absolutely <laughs> show, shout out breakaway it is not a paid promo but we absolutely absolutely are ex- can cannot be more excited for yeah breakaway. i'm so stoked the lineup looks insane mm-hmm. but yeah um i get to basically connect with him again when he comes back and also get to work with a new set of skills that I have acquired over time. But well, yeah, soon. that's uh, <laughs> that's one of the most embarrassing <laughs> moments of my <laughs> life. So do you have any phobias and what are they? Phobias. Um, I don't know of the proper fears, term for fears, it. Fears. I don't know the proper term for what this is, but a fear of not being able to say goodbye. Yeah. I don't know what the Absolutely. phobia is behind that, but that's like my biggest fear. Just mm-hmm. 
never knowing when your last moment with someone is gonna be absolutely um can you describe a time when you had little to no experience and how did you handle it um little to no experience definitely for the riot 10 show at the granada Mm -hmm. i was on my first ever show with stage access on a bigger stage Mm -hmm. And I was excited because stage access for photo, it's fantastic. I'm not limited to just half of what I could do anymore. Mm-hmm. But when YDG was on stage, he asked me to, he asked me to do video and mm-hmm. me not knowing anything about video at that time. I was like, okay, yeah, I could try. Mm-hmm. I totally botched it. Oh, it was terrible. Man. I did not even send anything to him. I mm-hmm. felt so bad because he performed great like he did mm-hmm. such a great job and i just did not meet him at that level with my media work but the photos came out the photos came out great um for him and yeah that was like the one moment where i realized that i need to step mm-hmm. it up mm-hmm. and learn more and do more so what advice would you give to somebody who was trying to break into the scene, do some, get into the background, do some photography or get into videography? What, what advice would you give to them? Um, I ask this question a lot. Um, when, if you want to get into the scene, the mm-hmm. best way to do so is just to be a friend first. Don't, Absolutely. don't try and be a sleaze and like make that business connection right off the bat. You want mm-hmm. to go there support build a relationship with the people and the community you'll be you'll be noticed people know that you're there and once that's seen they're gonna have a totally different perspective on you versus if you just come up straight to them like hey i want to work for you that's just definitely not the way to go about things that's how that's how you get into the scene that's how i got into the Mm -hmm. scene um and if you want to get into like the arts of media video photo Mm -hmm. the best way to get to a level that's really advanced mm-hmm. is to just start uh, dabble take photos of your dog of like a cup that's sitting on a table um practice video with mm-hmm. like a squirrel you see outside like do stuff like that i literally practice my video movements with like things outside so like a squirrel i'll literally mm-hmm. act like i'm shooting a dubstep artist okay <laughs> it's so just odd practice, i'm like the guy practice, outside practice. doing that <laughs> Uh, so what do you think is the best filter on Snapchat? <laughs> the cry one. The cry one. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like the best one I've seen so far. Uh, so could you describe your job like you would to a caveman? Um, I would hold up <laughs> my hands and click with one, f- one finger and then, ooh, ooh. yeah, I'd, ooh, ooh. I'd probably throw in those noises that I'm not going to do ooh, it here. Ooh, ooh. But yeah, I just use a lot of hand gestures and make Absolutely. sound effects. Draw a picture, draw a picture. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, what would you like for them to play at your funeral? Oh, that's a really good one. Uh, famous Last Words by My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you like thrown on your thrown on your gravestone? Um, <laughs> the the nickname I've been given here in Kansas City, mm-hmm. the kid that came out of nowhere, the kid that came out of nowhere. I yeah. like that. I like that. Um, 
how would you describe true friendship? True friendship. I like this question. Um, no matter how much time is spent apart, no matter the distance in between both individuals, thing the relationship is strong. It's a low maintenance relationship. Um, no matter what you're going through, they are there for you ready to be the ear that you need to blurt into the shoulder you need to cry on mm -hmm. and just like the solution to your problem really um if you if you don't want to go anywhere mm -hmm. but you want to have a drink or eat something the person would like bring you the things you're seeking mm -hmm. that's something i consider true friendship just because um they're there for your needs. Absolutely. I got your back. Mm -hmm. um, so if you had an unlimited budget to do anything in the community, what do you think you would want to do? Um, one of my dreams is if I were ever to be in a position where I'm filthy rich, mm -hmm. I want to purchase a really big space that is ran by the community. So um, donations accepted. Mm -hmm. um completely non-profit and mm -hmm. i want to open it up for the homeless because it breaks my heart to see people sleeping at night in the winter Absolutely. on the side of the road um but with that like i imagine like a really big warehouse that just has things that you need to maintain um basic hygiene um Showers. your health yeah Absolutely. stuff like that and all of that covered by just donations and things out of my pocket mm -hmm. um yeah homelessness across the world is just a really big problem and it sucks to see because when i was a kid i would go to back to vietnam to mm -hmm. visit my mom's fat side of the family and i remember the house in great detail it was right off the road and it was on like a little decline so if it rained you're getting water into your yeah. house um it was very muddy, a lot of stray dogs outside, uh, smell of like diesel and gasoline surrounded the area. And that just really broke my heart that my family was in that. Mm -hmm. Now they're doing great, but like stuff like that. Yeah, I'm glad I've, to hear that. Yeah, I know what it's like and I don't like to see it. I don't like to mm -hmm. live in it. So if I don't like it, no one else does. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I want to help. But I, right now I can't, but one day I will be. Absolutely. So it sounds like you're pretty well traveled. If you could go for a year and work in any country on like a decent budget that you have obviously a room paid for, which country would you like to go work in? I go to Japan. Japan? Yeah. Beautiful country. I, I definitely want to see the Love it. It's fantastic. Hmm. Um So you are well traveled. What all countries have you been been to? Um I've been well, the U.S. is one, of course. So mm -hmm. I was born in a U.S. Um, mm -hmm. wow, territory. But I've been to Japan, um, China, Australia. I've wow. been to Canada. I have been to... Did I say Vietnam already? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've been there. Uh, been to Taipei. Not Taipei, Taiwan. Um, okay. Yeah, stuff like that. A lot of Asian countries. I have mm. not. I have not ventured into South America yet or Europe. But you will. Yeah, one day. I see. Um. Okay, so my final question is: Have you ever pirated something before? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you're. We got him, boys. <laughs> <laughs> all the music, all the music I use in my videos are pirated. Uh, uh, but seriously, why don't you tell me a bit about your upcoming shows, projects? What what should we look forward to seeing you at soon? You, I know you said you're doing three shows a week. What what what? Where should we be looking to see some of your photos at? Um, so this weekend looks a little bit more relaxed, but mm-hmm. I may be at the Tacos and Tequila Festival. Oh, I. Yeah, might might be there. Might be um, doing media for that whole thing. Um, upcoming locally, we got Yuli. That's mm-hmm. a pretty cool one. It's a new one. Breakaway Dance Fest, and then the two gigs that I have out of town, mm-hmm. or potentially three, but two um, is North Coast in Chicago and Base Canyon in Washington. I'm gonna be venturing out there. Base Canyon, oh yeah. I- could not be more jealous, sir. I could not be more jealous, sir. I'm trying to get a... When the lineup drops, I'm going to try and get a gig in EDC Orlando just because I'm going to mm-hmm. be there. And I'm going to be celebrating my birthday there. So why not do what I love no, at absolutely. least once? There. Absolutely. Well, I would like to take time... like to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on. It has been an absolute blast. <clears throat> and I would like to thank the listeners uh, as again this is only possible because of you uh, like shares ratings telling you telling your friends is absolutely appreciated and everybody have a good and safe weekend <laughs>